Ganton's message. That was so good. Um, but then, then so this afternoon, I was um, doing stuff. I picked up my um, some of my family members from the airport, and I got back. And so for me, I don't know about you, but I have a few issues of acne and stuff. And so like I get a few pimples here and there. And then there was this one thing on my side of my face. I was like, uh, for a few weeks, I thought it was a pimple. And then I'm thinking, hmm, if it was a pimple, it'd be gone already. And so then I was like, I looked a bit more of an inspection from in the mirror, had a bit of a sus. And I looked, I'm like, that's not a pimple, that's like an ingrown ha- like hair. And I was like, I was trying to look at it. I'm trying to like get it out, can't do it. And so then I'm like, hey, Leanna, I need your hand. So she comes out. And then eventually we did like surgery on my face. And then she pulls it out. And so when we looked at it, like I'm thinking it's like, say like five mil ingrown hair. It's like two centimeters. And I was like, she pulled it out. And we're like, what the heck? But um, that's what my afternoon was. But how does that relate? I don't know. I just felt to share that with you because we're family. And that's what family does. So sometimes if you think you've got a pimple on your face, it could be facial hair. But um, I'm just glad I got it then because who knows what that could have turned out like. That would have been as. But so thank you, Liana. Credit to her. Um, she should become a nurse, eh? Now I can, my jaw's got, jaw's got full movement because um, I'm not having that... Uh, that ingrown hair wrecking my face. But so last, as we said, we had a bit of a break from youth. My last message, so we're on a um, journey of stones, aren't we? We've been going through a bit of a theme. What, who, um, who's got their Bible here in their notepad? Yep, that's good. If you're taking notes, um, go back onto the um, same journey as that we've been on because this is going to be um, a direct flow from my last message. And who remembers what the title for that was? Slang Giants, wasn't it? Yes, yeah, Slang Giants. And so uh, Stones Part 2, Slang Giants. And so then, obviously, then this week, we're going to be Stones Part 2. Oh, no, it's like Slang Giants Part 2. And I'll tell you what the title is a bit later. But, um, uh, oh, okay. And then, oh, if you missed that message of Slang Giants, I would say check out the One News podcast. But due to some technical difficulties, we're not going to, don't have that ability. Um, it didn't get recorded. But that's okay. Uh, I'll just quickly do a bit more of a bigger debrief than I would normally, just so we can understand it, remember it, and then we'll just... Um, propel us to smash this message. So what we were talking about with slaying giants was, and so if you've got your Bible, open it up to uh, 1 Samuel chapter 17, 1 Samuel chapter 17, and that's one of the most famous, when we hear the story about it, it's probably one of the most famous, um, well-known uh, Bible stories there is. And uh, so yeah, who's, who's got that 1 Samuel 17? Yeah, that, well, before we go to that, I'm going to quickly say this. And so on our stones theme, we've who knows what Ecclesiastes 3.5 is? Who memorizes that one? There's a time to gather stones and there's a time to scatter stones. And if you read it properly in the Bible, it actually says there's a time to scatter stones and then there's a time to gather stones. But we like saying there's a time to gather stones because then there's a time to scatter stones. And so from that, that propelled us into slaying giants, which is in um, 1 Samuel chapter 17. And so in that, we're going to be looking at verse 40 and verse 49 later. But right now, I'm just going to do a debrief of what that, that message was about. So to start off with, I talked about that story about the train rides that me, Carmel, and uh, Mariah had as kids. And and so not train rides, like I've been going on trains all this week in Melbourne, but we're doing train rides on the slide. And so what happens is on the slide, the one person up the top, like, anchors, your se- anchors, anchors in, like, locks in. Then you have the next person goes on, and then the third person... And then the first person at the front anchored in, let's go. And it's a train ride down. And it was great fun. It was one activity I remember having fun with my sisters with and not arguing about. But as we heard in the story, truth be told, Mariah obviously needed Snickers because she wasn't herself when she was hungry. And, uh, hangry. and then she pushes Carmel off. 
Carmel goes skydiving down and hits her head on some rocks. And then and that ruined the night. And then I'll be, I was a hero brother, went to the parents, got them, and Carmel lives with the scars and tells the tale. But um, as you were saying, just like Carmel skydives down after having fun into these rocks, or uh, as we like to say, stones, and did damage, we noticed that stones are dangerous, obviously because it affected her and she was bleeding and all that. And so in this story, we saw these stones that are dangerous, right? We, we understand that. And then with these dangerous stones, we, we represented that to us. And so we said that Goliath represents, um, like say, the devil or the enemy in our life. Um, he represents these voices that attack us and the voices that say, you can't do this, but we're the, so we the stones that are going to be taking out these voices, those things that saying that we can't do this, we can't go past this area. And then Jesus represents David. Yeah, oh, thanks, Carlos. So come on, be like Carlos. Get encouragement going. Good stuff, Carlos. Um, uh, so yeah, uh, with those stones. And so when we say these stones are dangerous, we're saying that we are dangerous. And now often when we talk about people being dangerous, it has a lot of negative connotations. But when you're dangerous, it's actually a really cool thing because we're, we're, to, we're not to live life afraid and scared of the devil and um, what he has for our lives. We go, you know what? We're dangerous to you. We, what we step into, you have to get out of here. Um, and just like the Bible talks about, um, let there be light and there's no darkness. When we, in life, when we step into things, our light repels the darkness. And so we're dangerous to the enemy. And he has, he has bad plans for our schools. He has ba- bad plans for our lives. But you know what? We're this dangerous stones that go, you know what? doesn't matter what, what you say to me, Goliath. It doesn't matter because we are dangerous. And you may think we're little, simple, dumb. But us being little, simple and dumb can take you out. And so that's what we, who remembers that? That's what we talked about. If not, write the notes down now and get the imaginary podcast that never happened. Um, but um, yeah, so um, 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 40. I'll just open up my Bible here and we'll read that out because it's pretty cool because that's where we'll be really getting into it. So who's ready to repeat some words after me? 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 40. He, being David, picked up five smooth stones. Say five smooth stones. From a stream and put them into his shepherd's bag. And say from a, she- uh, from a stream. So he picked up five smooth stones from a stream. That's pretty important. Then, armed only with his shepherd's staff and sling, he started across the valley to fight the Philistine, who was Goliath, who represents the things in our lives that stand up against us, have this big voice, but that big voice has got to go. And so then, uh, you might have to flip a page if you're in a paper Bible, scroll a little bit on your device to verse 49. As Goliath moved closer to attack David, uh, attack, sorry, David quickly ran out to meet him. That's how we've got to be. Reaching, oh no, sorry, I read the, I read the verse 48. <laughs> verse 49 now. Reaching into his shepherd's bags, this is David, and taking out a stone, he hurled it with his sling and hit the Philistine in the forehead. The stone sank in and Goliath stumbled and fell face on the ground. And that's the other thing that we talked about as well in my last message. We were talking about the sinking in. Let's not just be stones that um, say, so like Goliath represents that voice, that negativity, that saying, you know what, one youth can never do this. Um, uh, Nikita can never do that. Um, Jezlin can never affect, have positive Christian change in the world. But we go, you know what? We're not just going to hit and say bye-bye. We're going to sink in and go, we're going to be, we're going to stand here for a while and make a change. And so one youth in Port Lincoln, one youth on the Air Peninsula, one youth in South Australia, we're not just going to be hit a Goliath once and then just hit. We're going to sink in and be, we're here for the long haul. We're here to knock you to the ground. And so um, that's what we talked about. And so I was really fired up about that message. And now... 
as we saw in verse 40, it talked about um, David picked up five smooth stones from the stream. And so tonight's message title is Committed to the Stream. Committed to the Stream. What's tonight's message title? Yeah, see it, Committed to the Stream. And so as we, I talked about last, that last message with David represents Jesus. And so David got these five smooth stones from the stream. And I believe it's a spiritual concept for us is that Jesus will collect the smooth stones from the stream. And so I briefly scratched the surface on what um, uh, being in the stream represented that last message. But today that's what we're going to be going into is what does for us as a stone being committed to the stream look like? Um, how does that affect us? So who's keen for that? Yep, so what's this t- um, tonight's message about? Very good, committed to the stream. And so um, I believe there's two main um, uh, aspects we can look at. There's a few others. This is not the whole thing, but this is just a good for us to, to take on board. Two aspects about co- what committing to the stream could look like. And so I'm going to be talking about from two Bible verses, main ones. So if you want to quickly write these down, it's Proverbs 27, 7. So what was that? Proverbs. Yep, and Hebrews 4.12. Hebrews 4.12, he's got it good. And so uh, if you turn to your Bibles and that, we'll read them as we go along. And so those two um, Bible verses talk about sharpening. Say, sharpening. Yep, yep, that's it. And those, um, so when we talk about smooth stones, they're smooth. I reckon when we talk about things that are sharp, they're often smooth as well. So it kind of links, doesn't, but it does. But yeah, so um, if we go to... um, uh, Hebrews 14:12. Um, this is going to be the first aspect of how committing to the stream and being in a and so committing to the stream really for for us is cool, is about having a relationship with God. When we are committed to a relationship with God, we like say we're committed to the stream because we're allowing God to flow and shape us and mould us, sharpen us in a position that we're ready to be picked up and used. And now I'll just put this disclaimer in there. Just now, what I'm going to say. We might go, oh, I'm such a failure. I'm not committed to the stream, whatever else. Um, Jesus is never limited to use us in whatever situation. He can always and will use us. But when we commit ourselves to let Jesus change us, we're going to do better, be better. And so, like, um, and like, let's just say, for example, if I saw a smooth stone to sling, I know it's going to go heaps better. If I saw a crusty old thing, I'm going to choose a smooth one any day. And so that, as I said, doesn't mean you, if you're crusty and bad, you're never going to be used. But when we commit ourselves... We're preparing it we're, and we're saying, God, we just want to be used. I know that God will use you to do do better things. But so just commit yourself to that. But um, so Hebrews 4.12, we're ready? For the word of God is alive and powerful. Say powerful. It is sharper than the, sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes our, exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. And so for those that think, what the heck's a two-blade blade sword or whatever um when you have a knives like when who, who does cooking at home anyone anyone done, done chopping of vegetables we see the knives they normally have the one one blade just and they work all right and then sometimes when you go to the butchers and stuff they'll see you'll have one blade and you have another blade on the top as well and sometimes it goes right down and it just means that when you're more doing stabbing and stuff it just it's heaps it's heaps easy to cut and then if rather than having the top end blunt it just it's it works heaps better and so um, that's just like in that Bible verse that helps us just understand a bit more when um, you can't cut and stab very well with just a one-sided blade. You need a double-sided blade. And the Word of God, so that's our Bible. If you've got your Bible waved around, woohoo! <laughs> um, that is alive and powerful and it can, um, 
it can split and help us see and identify things in our lives which change us for the better and for awesome. And it's funny, when I um, read this um, Bible verse, there's one song on the radio that's on lately that it just reminds me of. And so we hear like, um, for, the word, for the word of God is love and powerful, it is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword. Um, the thing, um, uh, cutting between soul and spirit, this, who knows that song I'm talking about? It's like, your words cut deeper than a knife. I can't sing, but who knows that song I'm talking about? Every time I read that Bible verse, I, I hear that song. And every time I hear that song, I think of that Bible verse. That's just me. Um, we can sing the song later. But honestly, the Word of God is honestly so powerful. Um, I can't explain it when I'm reading it. How And just God would convict me. He would just go, you know what, Josh, you've got to change that. And so when we, um, uh, yeah. So this one's that kind. Who's heard, who's heard of a Bible acronym? Who knows what an acronym is? Who does like poultry at school and you've got the acronym and you got like, you might be like, Josh, so jealous. No, that's really bad. Or, um, oh, I obsessive, oh no, they're really bad ones, I, sh- I couldn't think of a good J, um, maybe jelly, oh joyful, that's a good one, oh, um, optimist, that's good, um, S, super, super, um, H, hilarious, um, but you know what I mean, so that's what your acrostic, uh, an acronym is, and so who's heard of the Bible acronym where it says basic instructions before leaving earth, yep, write that down if you're taking notes if you don't know that, the, an acronym for the Bible is Basic Instructions Before Leaving Earth. And it's honestly, that's one of the best acronyms I've ever heard in my life. I think I heard it in kids' church and it's always stuck with me. But when we honestly live life going, you know what, God, your word is alive and powerful. It can, it can sharpen and cut me in places that I need to be cut. Because, um, and as that song goes, your words cut deeper than a knife. Jesus' words do cut deeper than a knife in our lives for a good aspect. And he can have change so that we go, you know what? This is a basic instructions before leaving earth. This can help me. Just It's his manual. He's designed it so we can live and be fruitful. He's designed it so we can do all we can do for the best in life. Who believes that? And so Psalms 100, uh, Psalms not 100, just Psalms 19.7. This is one of my favorite Bible verses this year probably. Or it's probably my second favorite this year. But this is what it says. The instructions of the Lord are perfect. Say perfect. Reviving the soul. The decrees of the Lord are trustworthy. Say trustworthy. Making wise the simple. That's an interesting one. Making wise the simple. And so just like we said here, the Bible, the acronym is basic instructions before leaving earth. Um, the word of God, as we see there in Psalms 19.7, is um, it makes wise the simple. So it doesn't mean it makes um, wise people simple. It's saying that, we can be so uh, so simple and just nobody, so dumb. But when we get into the Word of God, He starts making us wise. We start having a better perspective. We have we just think differently. We have more common sense. Where it goes, we might when we're simple, we might just go go chasing girls or whatever it could be, chasing boys, um, just doing dumb things in life. But when we start reading the Bible, we go, you know what? I don't need to do that. Oh, you know, that's not for me because it starts making us wiser. We start talking better and all those kind of aspects so that's um i i encourage you to, like that um uh, the decrees of the lord are trustworthy making wise the simple and so you know what we're just gonna go god we want to commit to the stream we want to be people that are positioning ourselves in you letting you sh- cut us where we need to be cut sharpen us up smooth us in your stream so that we can be go from simple to wise all right that's good and so um just as those um stones were just in that stream just going, letting the water flow all over them. When we commit to that relationship with God, I believe that we'll start having convictions. We'll start having revelations. And when we start reading the Bible, we saw that it is alive and powerful. And what that is saying um, 
is that being alive, it's relevant. And so we can go, what does this from 2,000 years ago plus, what's that have to me? Well, when you start getting into it, you'll find out how relevant it is and how much it hits you. And so another thing here, I've got here our Vision 180 magazine um, slash word for today. If you don't have one, I seriously encourage you to get one. As a youth ministry, we can all be on the same page. Then I, I could read something and then James might come up to me and go, Josh, how good was that? That really hit me. Can you pray for me about that? I go, I'd love to. William could do the same. Leanna could come up to me and go, I could go up to Leanna. How good was that? You were telling me you were struggling with this. That, that hit the spot, didn't it? And she'd go, yep. And so I encourage you, if you really struggle to read your Bible, start with them. And that just, for me, like me preaching, I learned how to preach by reading them. It just shows you how to unpack a Bible verse. And that's why I'm pretty much why, how and why I do today is from this. So I encourage you, if you need one at the end, come and see me. We'll give you one. And then with that as well, it has a thing on the bottom, soul food reading. If you do that, you get to read through the Bible in a year. But start with just the devotions. And so that's another thing. Commit to the stream. Get that and just use it every day because you'll see the change in your life, I can guarantee. But next point. So Proverbs 27.7. And this is, um, I remember in year six, I had a, at my old school, I had a really cool teacher and he devotions and his devotions it's funny they're probably some of the verses i've memorized the most in life and this is probably one of the one of the one or two or third yeah one two or third uh, major ones i remember that he taught us in year six and our devotion as was as iron sharpens iron so a friend sharpens a friend what was that as so oh I, that was just like harmony to my ears oh i don't know but it was just beautiful sounding and so obviously we created for community as people and um, uh, if you've been at to One Heart Church at all, go on the podcast and you'll definitely hear it along the tracks. Pastor Rob's talked about like alignment heaps and he has his favorite Facebook quote that show me your friends and I'll show you your future, right? We've all heard that from Pastor Rob. And so obviously with this, uh, uh, that Proverbs 27.7, as iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. What's that that is saying is that um, show me your friends and I'll show you your future and that the way I interact with you and the way you interact with me will shape us and change us for the good, for the bad. And sometimes we'll just do what we do because we're just doing what we're doing as a group of people. And so, um, on, and that's the honest, the honest the truth. Show me your friends and I'll show you your future. We've got to be committed to people, people that sharpen and uh, help people be the best people they can be. And so in Proverbs 27.7 in the Amplified Bible, AMP, if you want to take a note, um, it says this, as iron sharpens irons, as iron sharpens iron, friends influence friends. And so I just like that, that word influence. And so um, I just want to encourage you, you have, a, you have an influence to the person next to you. Nudge the person next to you, punch them softly and go, I have influence over you. And that's, and it's honestly the truth. You have influence, you have a design and a purpose in life. You created for community, and so we have a um, we have a sharpening effect on each other, and so uh, yeah, and so the next point, uh, who's have a think about it? Who's ever who's like moved from elsewhere? Who's have ever moved location in Australia? Yep. yep. And so how how old are you when you've moved? Seven. Okay. I don't know if you'd be old enough to remember, but I know for myself, like, so I moved in year eight from Adelaide area to Port Lincoln. And so one of the biggest things I noticed was to do with language and speech. So who knows language and speech are different? I think I'm getting, going to get this right, but I might not. But language is the words we use. So like English, we speak English. And so we all have the same English words. 
but our language, uh, but our speech is different. And so I'm not just talking about our, uh, uh, our accent, because that can be different as well, but I'm more meaning the way we talk. So, for example, when I moved to, uh, from, as I said, Adelaide to Port Lincoln, I noticed that the speech was different. And so the terminolo- terminologies, just the way we structure sentences were different. And so I came here, th- I would talk in one way, and people were like, huh? And then I'd come here, and then they're talking, and I'm thinking, what the heck are these guys on about? Like, I didn't get it. But then I don't know if you ever noticed that, if you ever go elsewhere, but I'll just quickly write. Um, so, and, and this is another way of that. So small scale, we can go, the way we might talk in church, the, the way the church talks has their own speech. Then you might go down to footy club, it has its own speech. You go down to your work, work has its own speech. You all have your own sort of terminologies and things. Like I'm, I'm sure if I went to Carmel's work, to Foodland there, and just started just talking to the workers, they'd probably say stuff and I'd be like, what the heck, I don't get that because I don't work, I don't get it. People can come into church and sometimes we can go, become so Christianese language that people are like, huh, I don't get what, what's communion, what the heck. Um, it's all in the same language, but it's not the same speech. We go down the footy club, they can be on another planet using speech that we've never heard of. And so then on the large, on the large scale, um, me, as I said, me moving to Port Lincoln, like one thing, one of the biggest things I can remember different is everyone be like, Wondy. And I'm thinking, and now let's just go back to, um, we'll just take a few steps back. Back when I moved to Port Lincoln, there wasn't such thing as One Direction. That didn't exist. So it's not like we can just go One D and be like, oh, One Direction, I know what that is. One D was like, I think it's an indigenous term for like, no. And so like, um, I'll be like, oh, so um, you're pretty keen to play footy this week? Wandy? I'm thinking, Wandy, what the, what's this Wandy? And so then, um, and then what else it could be? Oh, so you like it, hey, Wandy? Um, and, it was all, and so that was one thing I had never heard of. And, there's, and that wasn't the only thing. It's not just being in Port Lincoln anymore, but when I first moved, that was one huge communication barrier that I had. And then it's funny then, because then I'd go to Adelaide and I've been influenced by Port Lincoln, and people would be like, oh, do you want to go, uh, um, go kick a footy? I'm like, Wondy? And they'll be like, what? One Direction? And I'm like, no, not One Direction. But because um, our speech and language can be different. And so then other, other things like, so if you go to Victoria, you might hear someone go, that's grouse. Like, who's heard of the term grouse before? I never did until I went to Victoria one time, and they're like, that's grouse. And so what grouse means, it's like, oh, cool, that's awesome. And I'm thinking, grouse, what the heck? Um, um, and then, like, another thing I know is, I don't sit here at much in Port Lincoln at all, but you go to Adelaide, and this is, like, the speech they use, like, oh, that's dope. And I'm thinking, like, oh, and so what they're saying when that's dope, that's like, oh, that's cool, and same, same as Victorians say grouse. And I'm thinking, like, they're like, that's dope, and I hope not, like, um, <laughs> but... But as we can see there, they're fun examples, but honestly, language and speech are different. We have the same language, but our sp- speech is different. And so when, as iron sharpens iron, a friend sharpens a friend, as, as you show me your friends, I'll show you your future. When, you, when we start getting into one youth, when we start um, sharpening each other up, we'll, our speech will change and will be different, but it'll be good speech, right? And so, that's, um, as, and so talking about committing to the stream, when we say, you know what, we commit, we're created for community, we're committed to be with each other, we start sharpening each other up. We start being in a place where our speech changes and we start having a speech of heaven and the, a speech of the kingdom of God and not just what other rubbish can be going through our lives. That was su- such a good offering thing, Amy, how you're talking about the, um, the, um, the crunchy bar. And yet once you buy it, the money's gone. Once you eat it, you're just left with rubbish. I, was, I, I really like that analogy. That was so good. But um, 
And so, yeah, um, I really encourage us to commit to the stream. For us to commit, we've got to say, you know what, I'm committing to youth. I'm going to commit to church. I'm going to commit to being with my buddies, going to the youth gatherings and stuff like that. Because you know why? Because we, we're saying, just like um, when that stone's in the water, getting the stream flowing on it, when I get surrounded by you guys, you start sharpening me up. You start, God and Jesus in you starts flowing onto me and I start speaking better. I start living better. Who agrees with that? Who, who understands that? And I know, I know for myself, if I never went to church, oh, far out, who knows what I could be speaking? Who knows what direction in life I'd be in? But I, I, I made that decision to go, you know what? I'm not just going to have this week off at church. I'm coming because, one, I get to influence others. And two, they get to be better for me. They get to help me be um, smooth and uh, take off my rough edges. And so I want to encourage us, commit to the stream. So what was the first committing to the stream? Reading our Bibles. And so we've got to go, you know what, God, I'm committing to reading my Bible. Second one is we've got to commit to being with each other. We've got to commit to church. We've got to commit to youth. And who, who reckons they can, he can do that? Who, who believes they can commit to the stream this year more and go, you know what, I might be tired. I might. And other thing, aspects of this as well, I encourage you is that we can go, um, we can be so busy in life. I know what it was like in school going homework. But I made the decision, especially in year 12, when it was getting tough, I, I made the decision, you know what, I'm going to do my homework on a Friday night and a Saturday so I can be youth on a Sunday night. And you've got to make those, and so we might want to do our, this and that on a Saturday, but we've got to go sometimes, you know what, what's more beneficial for my future, for my life? Show me my friends and I'll show you my future, is going down to the beach, and it doesn't mean you can never do that stuff with your mates from school, but sometimes I go, you know what, I just want to do my homework now, because I want, to, I want to have a good future in the kingdom of God, and so I'm going to be that stone that commits to the stream and comes to youth on Sunday night, goes to youth on church, and I've got to make that sacrifice to do my homework some other time. But... Um, that's not a condemning thing. That was just a, uh, a thing for us to think about. And then this is where we're going to finish off on. Uh, Jeremiah 15.9. Say that. Jeremiah 15.9. And so this is what it says. If you return to me, I'll restore you so you continue to serve me. That's pretty cool. If you return to me, I'll restore you so you, continue, you can continue to serve me. If you speak good words rather than worthless ones, you will be my spokesman. You must influence them. Do not let them influence you. Now, I will give the... Um, not a red alert, but it's like a side note that that is, I can kind of, um, what I'm saying is kind of taking out of context, but it's not. If we read the full context, we have a bit of a different picture. But reading that, as you said there, if we return to, this is like saying that, if you return to me, so if we return to God, um, he will restore us so we continue to serve him. So when we go, you know what, God, I'm going to um, return to the stream. I'm going to go from off the bank to just being rocky and hard and rigid and rough. I'm gonna, when we commit to going to the stream, letting God flow in us, so when we commit to reading our Bibles, when we commit to community, He will position us in a place that we can conserve Him, and He's going to then just like David got that sling and and it stuck in, um, or more like donk or something. Like that. I don't know how to make the sound. Uh, when we when we make that decision for ourselves, um, that's when that's when like the David picks up these stones. When we commit to going back into the stream, God will see us, and Jesus sees us collect us and go, all right, you're ready for ready for slinging. And then uh, the other part there, um, when you speak good words rather than worthless ones, you'll be my spokesperson. You must influence them. Them Do not influ- uh, do not let them influence you. And so that's nothing that related so well. Show me your friends, show you your future. Let's speak, when we start reading our Bible, when those things start changing us, that's in how we know how we can influence others and not let them influence us. So, for example, when we start reading our, sorry, when we start reading our Bible, 
we have conviction of things and we can go, you know what, that's not for me. So when our friends are saying, do this, the Bible goes, you know what, no, no, I'm not going to do that. I, you've clearly told me not to. And so rather than letting them influence us into doing it, we go, you know what, I'm not going to do that. And then they might go, oh, Josh isn't doing that. Why isn't he doing that? And they might go, they might either shuffle me off and go, well, I've got nothing to do with Josh. Or they might go, you know what, actually, I, I, I respect that in Josh. I'm going to switch to his direction. And so I just want to encourage you with that. Je- Jeremiah 59. Um, let's, uh, let's be, and as we even talked about before in the Proverbs one, it said, um, influence your friends. That said there, influence them. Do not let them influence you. And I want us to be a place where we are so united as people that when people come in, we influence them and they do not influence us. And so I just want us to bow our heads, close our eyes. And if you are thinking, God, I just feel like I'm some rough, useless stone. What the heck can I achieve in life? I don't even know how to smooth myself. I'm just going to pray and let the Holy Spirit, because and I, and just as I said, the we saw that the Bible is alive and powerful. I just pray that those things can start changing us and shifting us into a place where, watch out, um, Goliath, watch out that voice, because we're not just coming for you, we're sinking in. Jesus, we thank you so much for your love. We just thank you that for your grace and that when we, uh, that it doesn't matter what we do, Lord, you will use us, but we just thank you that when we commit ourselves to you, when we commit ourselves to reading the Bible, that we, we thank you that it is alive and powerful and it can sharpen us, cut us, and do things in our lives that smooth us and get us ready for use, Lord. We just thank you that as we commit ourselves to church, when we make those tough calls and sacrifice other things that can be enjoyable to be able to, to, uh, to be in contact with you more, Lord, and we, when we make that decision to be in church, to be in youth, we just thank you that you're going to be influencing us in a good way, that our friends will be influencing us in a way that stirs us to do better for you, more for you. And we just um, pray that as uh, Jesus, as we just commit ourselves to be in that stream, commit ourselves to be with you more and more, we just thank you that you're smoothing us, you're helping us be better people, you're positioning us for propelling. And so we just thank you, Jesus, that in the years to come, Lord, um, in the months to come, we're going to have those propelling moments where we've noticed that as we've committed ourselves to you, you've picked us up. And then those voices that have stood against us, those voices that are intimidating us, saying, you can't pass, we're just going to be taking them out. And we ain't just going to be hitting them. We're going to be sinking in and saying, you know what, we're here for the long haul. You're not coming back up again. You're gone. And so we just thank you, Jesus, that you've, you've spoken to us tonight. Amen. Cool. So um, I'm all done.